Happy Friday, April 9th, 2021. Welcome to the three things I learned in SaaS, sports, tech, and live events. Going to focus on the live events front today because it's been very, very frothy the last two weeks. People are returning to normal. Number one, on that note with the pandemic, we talked last year about force majeure and how this is going to be a problem in most contracts because it's very difficult to quantify what would be a pandemic. And now we've learned that municipalities, counties, states, and federal governments can shut down live events and put sponsors and providers in a really difficult situation trying to figure out who owes what and where. Now we've seen a genius workaround to this, which many companies are putting in their contracts, and that is adding tiers based on the allowed capacity for the event. So basically they're coming back and saying, okay, if your capacity is gonna be 25% or less, we're not gonna activate and we're not gonna pay. From 25% to 50% allowed capacity, we're going to pay a different level of spend that's going to be prorated to be a little bit less. And then from 50% capacity and above, we want the whole sponsorship. And this way, the contract is in place, it can be long-term and it can go up and down. Now this isn't new. This is how many technology deals have been for the last 20 years, including ours. But seeing it in live events is genius. I think we just found our way around that first major claim and how we're gonna handle something like this when it happens again. That's number one. Number two. The hospitality arms race is in full force. Uh, we're seeing the Masters this week. The Masters is a unique event because it's at the same place every year and they're building their own hospitality. Now they're doing this as an answer to, for those of you who haven't been to the Masters before that, brokers who bought a bunch of houses outside the Augusta National Grounds, converted the houses into these giant mansion looking hospitality havens and sold passes for that haven that you could attend before and after the event. But now the event has built hospitality on its grounds. And the reason being, we all know that corporations want that wow event and they wanna pay more for it, but because they're willing to do that, and because there's been so much success in outsourcing that, we've seen it happen with the Kentucky Derby with Quinn events, we've seen it happen with Prime Sport with the Final Four and so on. These arms races and these RFPs are getting very competitive. Rumor is Endeavor just won a major RFP for the Milan, Paris, and Los Angeles Olympics, which, Coming off a of Tokyo Olympics, which there'll be no fans, and a Beijing Olympics that is mired in controversy politically that might keep some corporate partners away, I have to imagine the upfront on that deal is pretty high. Now keep in mind, when we left StubHub, we paid the Washington Redskins $1.1 million for a partnership that we had paid the Chicago Bears only $250,000 for three years earlier. That market is gonna commoditize more and more, and there's gonna be more players in that space. Just enjoy the fact the Masters owns it themselves and might have their own unique opportunity there. That's number two. And number three, performance-based contracts are all the rage. We're reading about how companies are signing deals that have kickers for teams based on performance on the field rink or court, based on how they do with revenue, based on how they do with other things that they're building into the contract. But be careful with those because there's two sides to it. One of the major benefits of being great at live events and sponsoring it and picking up inventory is being able to get into a team when they're maybe not doing so well. We talked about this a few months ago when Ticketmaster did a great job of focusing on the Milwaukee Bucks and Golden State Warriors when the teams were not doing so hot. Then when those teams picked up, they put their focus on guess who? The Phoenix Suns, who are a top team in the West now. If you can spot those things, you can be a real winner. One of the biggest mistakes I made here was we had uh, the budget to sponsor three teams back in 2013. We were just kind of getting moving as a company, getting a lot of momentum. And we had narrowed it down to four, and we finally picked three. The last team out was the Golden State Warriors, who had lost in the first round of the playoffs that year to the LA Clippers. Yeah, the same Warriors who won 67 games and the NBA title the next year, and then played the next five NBA championships. 
it was a three-year contract it would have only been seventy thousand dollars a year that contract today would likely be somewhere around four hundred thousand dollars for the kind of exposure that we would get or would have gotten at that time performance lane contracts are terrific but make sure you don't cut out your upside when you do them that's it for this week we'll see everybody next week on the three things